You're listening to a Big Finish production. Simple as that. This is the Big Finish podcast, official reality injection timestamp, 6th of May in the year 2018 million. Benji Clifford here. Allow me to welcome you to a veritable feast of podcastery. All the latest from Big Finish Productions. Here's Nick Briggs. And as if you didn't know, just imagine that. We at Big Finish are the proud purveyors of the very finest audio drama and audio books, but mostly audio drama, actually. And to give you a clue about what we have to offer you, um, here's a slight revamp of, of the uh, podcast format. It involves me making lots of mistakes, obviously. <laughs> oh, that's usual. Sorry. Uh, we begin in just a few moments with the latest releases and the reaction out there. And hot on the heels of that, there'll be all your favourite Big Finish podcast features, including news, listeners' emails, and the Randomoid Selectatron. And our guest star interview this week is with the star of Big Finish original Atta Girl actress Alicia Ambrose Bailey plus our 15 minute drama tease featuring the fourth doctor Tom Baker is yes. the shadow of London spooky spooky ah spooky hey ho uh, but now here are the latest releases out there positively chomping at the bit to tingle your ear things out now the third and final installment of Blake 7 Crossfire Indie Mac user gives it 10 out of 10. An incredibly well-balanced series, they say. I can't recommend Crossfire highly enough. The sound design is perfectly pitched and the stories are compelling. Servalan is on Air One, on a mission classified above top secret. And Blog to Who says producer slash director John Ainsworth has done a remarkable job in putting together new material. These stories have proved enjoyable and exciting for long-time fans and new listeners. The writers and crew are giving nothing short of their best and the cast naturally brings so much to the table. This trilogy has been stellar. Each story may be enjoyed individually or part of a grander whole, fitting into the programme's timeline. Isolate all systems all in. Avon! Avon, come in! What's happened to you, Vela? Things are different now. I've changed, and I'm not going to let you win. Atta Girl, our first Big Finish original drama, is out there. The story of women auxiliary pilots in the Second World War. Lovely review from Blog to Who. This is a unique production from Big Finish, a full complement of female writers combined with a mainly female cast. A female director and a female producer creates a distinct portrayal of these courageous women. The stories never falter into melodrama, but show the stoic strength of these independent and daring pilots. Atta Girl surprised me with the depth of honesty and grit. It is a beautiful homage to the brave women of the ATA. Can I ask you something first? Yes, Daphne. Will you? Will you kiss me? Also, as loads of Attagirl reaction from our listeners, Rod Brown says, it's a great production, thought-provoking, emotional and compelling. Mary Zakrashenko, thank you so much for your incredible, important and wonderful work. I've cried whilst listening to Flying Blind. Your stories make me feel like flying. 
Gavin Saxby says, I've just finished listening to Attergirl and I was absolutely blown away by it. Beautifully written and with excellent performances and cracking production. I really hope there'll be more. Military targets as you would expect, but destroyed to an incredibly complete degree. I don't care what newfangled camouflage they've got, there's still no match for the RAF. Prepare to engage the enemy. Okay, Medtech, Chenka, if you're not here to work, why are you here? We were looking for someone. A friend. Helen. Helen Sinclair. Ravenous one. Arsenal nil. <laughs> had to be done, sorry. <laughs> had to you be done. You gesticulated for my rubbish joke. <laughs> had, had to be done, had to be done. The latest saga for the eighth Doctor, Paul McGann, has begun. Blogger Who says, The ingredients of McGann, Walker, Hattie Morahan, and Mark Bonnar is a recipe for something spectacular. This time I'm certain. The TARDIS is certain. Helen is definitely here. This is something different. The host productions gives Ravenous one 10 out of 10. The callous candy man, they say, certainly leaves an unpleasant aftertaste of sugary sweet evil. The immense portrayals of Mark Bonnar's Eleven and Nicholas Rose Candyman to kickstart this narrative are absolutely worthy of anticipation that preceded them. And Mass Movement says, Lashings of character and plenty of space, despite a full villain roster for Paul McGann's Eighth Doctor to make his mark and drive events. Nicola Walker's Liv Chenka feels like one of the great companions, more here than ever before. She and McGann's Doctor, together, feel like an unstoppable, adorable TARDIS team in Ravenous One. Halt! Don't move! Oh, that's all I need. Hands in the air! Now! From the Doctor Who main monthly adventures, Peter Davison stars in The Heliax Rift by Scott Hancock. Blockter Who says, The Heliax Rift is ambitious. It has a story to tell, but is also setting up a wider arc. Doctor Who Watch says Scott Hancock really has written a fantastic story here. It's an almost perfect blend of what both classic and new series fans want. Mass Movement says the Heliax Rift is enormous fun. The real highlight when it comes to character interaction is the double act between Peter Davison's Fifth Doctor and Blake Harrison's Lieutenant Daniel Hopkins. We are in for a ride! I'm presuming Fallen Kestrel is some kind of spacecraft, yes? Nothing gets past you, does it? My name's Lieutenant Hopkins. I'm Unit's Acting Medical Officer. Good to meet you. I'm the Doctor and this is Rose. So, what's on the menu today? Tenth Doctor Chronicles narrated by Jake Dudman with his extraordinary ability to do the superb Tenth Doctor voice. Doctor Who Watch says the answer is a definitive yes. Jake Dudman's rendition of the Tenth Doctor's voice is more than simply uncanny. It's a voice that sounds completely authentic. Big Finish really did find the perfect voice for this set of stories. Ahoy there! Sorry we're late. Room for a couple of small ones. Oh no! you don't you're not dragging wolf off to venus doctor who here says a terrific way to tell further adventures without relying on specific actors and these stories stand on their own big finnish fans know the real stars are the writers and there are four very different and entertaining adventures the tenth doctor chronicles deserves to be a great success cult box says jacqueline king's performance allows us to see light through the chinks in her formidable armor michelle ryan slips instantly back into the role of lady christina jacob dudman is clearly a talent nine out of ten from indie mac user with dudman's extremely versatile voice and his huge range of impressions i can't wait to hear him take on the 11th doctor in a set and now i've heard it I think it'll be great playing the ninth as well. And 9 out of 10 here from Gallifrey Archive as well. If you loved Series 2 of Doctor Who, then I implore you 
to listen to this tale. And as for Torchwood, here's the reaction to the last beacon. Why am I not the one in charge? If whoever's behind the transmission has had dealings with us before, they might recognise us. That's why we're undercover. It's people who are looking for something. That way we won't draw attention to ourselves by, well, you know, looking for something. Wow. 10 out of 10 here from Indie Mac user. It's just from start to finish a powerful combination. Gorman and David Lloyd's acting, the writing by David Lloyd and direction rounding off nicely by Scott Hancock. The entire supporting cast is amazing too. I look forward to hopefully many more scripts from Gareth David Lloyd soon, keeping up the best traditions of Torchwood. The Digital Fix says The Last Beacon, a great little comic tale with plenty of Welsh flavour, leaks, no, stop it, buck up, and a terrific <laughs> banter between Bern Gorman's Owen Harper and Gareth David Lloyd's Yanto Jones. The script balances the line between laugh out loud comedy and mystery well, but it is the character moments that really shine and for me this is Owen's best Torchwood story by a mile is that a country mile or just a mile who knows hey, who knows mysteries who knows? there's also Torchwood Believe getting fantastic reviews across the board and our latest Doctor Who short ships release featuring that ever popular Gallifrey and Narvin played by the Welsh legend himself Sean Carson. Gallifrey fans are sure to enjoy this one says Doctor Who Watch and who are we to argue? Tune in for more latest releases next week. Good. Do we have our own special music then for that one? It's the, it yes, the music, the music that I use for the uh, for the latest oh, release the of that. And we, and we, yeah. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's where Nick just gets stuck like a record. Oh, it's brilliant. On just brilliant repeats music. constantly. Well, it's not the only brilliant thing. I mean, I've been. I mean, is it? Is it? Is it? Spit it out, man! Is it time for the ruddy news? Blumen well is, old chap. Time to put on your dicky bow. And in the news this week, ancient Roman crime drama Cicero, Marcus Tullius Cicero. Marcus, Tullius, all right, Nigel, all right, God, stop it, please. Nigel, My shoulders. Nigel, teach his name. Nigel, yeah, I was after. I think it was was it last week or the week I before that we mentioned it, and I was trying to remember his name, but yes, his name was Nigel. I can't remember the rest because it's college, you know. They, Nigel. They try to be cool, like just call me Nigel. So well, they I'd rather call you, you Mister So and So. Marcus Tullius Cicero, all right, God, ouch. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so uh, our ancient Roma crime drama, Roma, ancient Roman crime <laughs> drama Cicero, Marcus Tullius Cicero, our second Big Finish original is out. As well as that, Unit 6 Cyber Reality is on its way. And more news on Big Finish Day 2018. Take it away, Nick! Okay, so first up, let's hear more from Cicero, the tale of a canny Roman lawyer, played by the ever charismatic Samuel Barnett. This is a brand new clip. Have the last ten years really been so lonely for you? Lonely? I haven't been lonely. I've been surrounded by friends, by family. My brother's been at my side the whole time. But that's not enough. It can't be enough. And what else could I want? I've seen men follow their loins rather than their minds, and it makes them miserable. Each and every one of them. But, Marcus... Surely there's some happy compromise between the two. Well, if there is, I've yet to discover it. And you? Not often, but sometimes. 
I've known happiness. And so have I. This conversation really is absurd. Give me your money. What the hell? Oh, I knew we shouldn't have come this way. Uh, how much have you got? I'm not giving him a penny. I said, give me your money. He's got a knife. Uh, uh, here. I I've only got a few sesterces. No, don't give it to him. Pito, honestly, it's fine. Here. Claudius Decimus sends his regards. What? Marcus, look out! <laughs> no, you don't! Watch out! <laughs> and Cicero is available to download right now. Why not listen yeah, why to not? it on the absolutely flipping free Big yeah, Finish app? I would, seriously. Why not? Do why not? Come on, Come you know, on, buck up! <gasps> Next up, Cyber Reality, the latest instalment of our adventures with Kate Lethbridge-Stewart, Osgood and the Unit Gang. And what a lot of fun I had doing this one, actually. Being the Cybermen again. It's all, it's all sounding great. I hope I sounded all right as well. Have a listen. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Unit Cyber Reality. Virtual reality goggles. Very good. I am the overseer of this facility. You're in my house. It's blowing us inside. Faster! Keep climbing! They bet you're gonna run out of stairs. Uh, oh, my head is. Uh. Hold on, Sarah. I'll give you something for the pain. Connection reestablished. It's a bridge. A bridge? To where? Another universe. Ah, my head! Filling my head! So many thoughts, so much... You know you were wishing you could have brought your equipment, Osgood? Yes. Well, right now, I'm wishing I could have brought a gun. Stop them! You've got to stop them! They're forming a link! They're letting them in! They're bringing them here! There's something coming through the portal. I can only see their outlines, but they're marching this way. Fire! Master. Put down the gun, Kate. Your father could never shoot me in cold blood, and neither could you. <laughs> Big finish. We love stories. Shall we save the world? Beautiferous stuff there from the Cybermen <laughs> yes. and the unit. <laughs> Cybermen, Cybermen, who knows? Uh, and now, of course, uh, to Big Finish Day 2018. Dateline the 3rd of November 2018. That's a Saturday, by the way. So, you may already know that Sylvester McCoy, Ace, and Louise Jameson are the headline guests for this one. And we can also confirm the following. Benji and me, OBS, and Mark Elstop, our number six in The Prisoner, which we've mentioned before. But brand new guests confirmed here are India Fisher, better known to you as Charlotte Pollard, and uh, my uh, co-contestant in uh, Celebrity Pointless. <laughs> um, Jacob Dudman, the superb narrator of the 10th and 11th Doctor Chronicles, who does fantastic 10th and 11th Doctor voices, along with a load of other brilliant voices. Elliot Chapman, who plays Ben alongside Polly in our companion chronicles and early adventures. Then there are writers John Dorney, Paul Morris and Matt Fitton, senior producer David Richardson, marketing consultant and general superman Chris Griffin. <laughs> Is it a bird? Is it a plane? No, it's Chris Griffin. Uh, General Manager Sue Cowley, and perhaps most important of all, oh, 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 o
Q-U-A-D in capital. Just type that into a search engine. You'll find it. Look them up on the internet. And book a ticket now. Book up. I saw on Twitter where somebody said, Jason Hagelery's going to be there. Guard your wallets, guys, because he will sell you something. He will mug you. The, the, yes, he is. He's the canniest salesman. He's the best he's salesman on earth and probably beyond. He really is. He's a really nice guy, so make sure you have a chin wag with him. And everybody, we're all nice. We're a nice bunch. But yes, terms and conditions apply. This is to Big Finish Day, of course. Your spaceship may be repossessed in the event of hyperspatial accident and a horde of aliens invading during the convention. More guests are to be announced. And that's the end of the news. Certainly is. That was a hefty old news uh, news article there. Well, Nick, I suppose, seeing as we're going to the quad and we're going to be there, we're going up in a van, I believe it or That's not. That's right, yeah, yeah. The road trip uh, you know, podcast I suppose will be... Uh... The roadcast pod trip. <laughs> um, I suppose, what better thing to do than to shove the news in the back of the van and just take it with well, us? Well, you said that last time. Did I say that yeah, last yeah. time? Uh, this is the problem, you see. When you, when you improvise things, you know, you just repeat yourself. You can't always... It may not have been last time. It might have been the time of all last. There's only so much Do I can think about. Do some new improvisation. My, my brain's only so big. <laughs> um, all right, then I'm going to shove it on my turntable over here, spin it around a little bit, and uh, see where it goes. It might fly off, yeah. might play a record, yeah, it said, might just you melt. You said that you before. Know. No, I'm joking, you didn't. <laughs> what else is there to say, Nick? Fuck <sighs> Ah, I was about to snap this pencil, but I like it. <laughs> Sud- suddenly, his his massive rage was contained by liking a pencil. It's yellow. Look, it's yellow. yellow. So, oh, you know, wow, yellow. Yeah. Uh, better than a better than a blue one. I nearly murdered him, but then I saw a pencil. Life changes. As you may have already heard. Oh no, I'm reading out your lines. <laughs> Don't forget the highly entertaining and talented star of Attergirl, Alicia Ambrose Bailey, will be here in our guest star interview very soon. In the meantime, time to tingle Benji's molecules with listeners' emails. Oh. As you already have heard, I do love an email. Or several. I love loads of them. I'd love to open an email emporium. That's right. And to join in, all that you have to do is just to email us at podcast at bigfinish.com. That's right. It's just a bunch of words. You string them all together. You have a squiggly A in the middle of it and a dot at the end and a com, and and you're practically there. So Big Finish, no, it's not that. It's podcast at bigfinish.com. Really, is that simple? It is that simple. Or is it? Yes. It's really that complicated and confusing. That's right. And then you have to break it down into binary, divide it by the molecules and the modules that go yeah, into it. Absolutely. Uh, yes, yeah. it's quite. <laughs> Mr. Briggs here has got his, his pipe out. <laughs> I wish I wouldn't put that pipe in my mouth. It, God, it stinks. Yeah. It's, the, the it's horrible stench of tobacco. In my father's memory. However, quickly, I. I must tell you that the horrible tale is very quick. Yeah, don't yeah, worry. Okay. Um, uh, when I was when I was about probably sixteen, seventeen, I went into Brighton into this old second-hand place called Snooper's Bazaar, and I, uh, I I saw this amazing pipe in there, and I thought, brilliant! I'll smoke a pipe. That'll be fun. Uh, so I brought the pipe home. I thought, oh, it's got loads of old like tobacco residue in it. I thought I better boil it out. You've told this story so, before. Have on the podcast? Yes, I probably have. You absolutely, very, because, have yeah. I must have done, yeah. But needless to say, uh, made the house stink. Yeah, so there we go. Sorry, just a one-trick pony, Nick. <laughs> just 
Benji, I'm so into nostalgia that I'm now nostalgic about my own nostalgia. <laughs> I must, yeah, we must. In the next podcast, we must just do things we've only things we've said before. In the next podcast, we must do only things we've said before. <laughs> anyway, get on with it. Ooh. Anyway, right, get on get with on it. On uh, we've with said that before as well. First up, then, Peter Woods thinks Big Finish has pulled off a masterstroke. A masterstroke, yes. <laughs> uh, hi, Nick and Benji. I've just seen the news about Diary of Riversong Volume 5, and wow, just wow, I have no doubt you'll be receiving a flood of emails to this effect, but I can't wait to hear it. Brackets, masterful puns will no doubt also be coming a plenty. Oh, well, we'll have to master that then. Um, um, <laughs> that's the only clever, one I can clever, think Clever, clever. That was good, I like it. At the risk of not being satisfied with such awesomeness, will we hear any of the masters together? And if not, please, 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 can this happen? Secondly, a couple of questions about Eric Roberts' reprisal of the master. Yes, Eric Roberts is back, ladies and gentlemen. I always dress for the occasion. occasion. Firstly, I thought the rights to the movie meant that he was unusable. And secondly, will we get to hear any more of him beyond this set? Nick, do you want to answer that one now? Uh, no, well, the master is owned by the BBC. So it, it, the character is owned and, and getting Eric Roberts to play it is absolutely fine. It's characters that were specifically created for the uh, TV movie. Okay, that makes, makes sense to mm-hmm. me. Uh, there we go. They'll be talking about that one on oh, the well, old Will we forums. get to hear any more of him beyond this set? I don't know. Depends how it all goes. There we have it. So we continue with the email here. I'm behind the times of, uh, and I've only just listened uh, to Gallifrey Time War and finished it. An excellent work from everyone. Derek Jacobi is really quite fantastic as the War Master, isn't oh, he? Yeah, yeah. The more releases with him in, the better, says I. <laughs> and that cliffhanger. Well, when can we expect the news for Gallifrey Time War Two? I really, really want to ask about your plans but don't want to spoil the surprise for any of those further behind than me. Any cryptic clues will be gratefully received. Keep the frankly amazing work. Best wishes, Peter Wood. Uh, Peter, I can't, can I? How can I tease it without spoiling it for people? I could just sort of whisper it to you. Well, in the next episode... uh, No, redacted! Uh, next up, this interesting one from Chris Avery. Dear Nick and Benji, firstly, can I say a big thank you to all at Big Finish for the incredibly enjoyable, high-quality audio drama that you're producing. Well, thank you very much, Chris. That's really nice. Thank you. Uh, when I bought the first Benny plays on cassette, brackets, exclamation mark, close brackets, at Panopticon 1998, I never dreamt that nearly 20 years later, you would be giving us new adventures from every era of Doctor Who and expanding it with the brilliant Gallifrey unit dialogue Empire, Graceless, etc. Being only 359 days younger than Mr. Briggs, I was a huge fan of Blake Seven on TV. My sister and I were members of a fam club, the Liberator Popular Front. (laughs) (laughs) Splitters. So uh, your continuation of this has been a dream come true. And now we are getting Star Cops. I really hope we will be able to hear the strings in the zero gravity scenes. (laughs) Very funny. Oh, and Atta Girl is brilliant. Thanks, Chris. Anyway, I have a slightly odd request. 
could you force a banana into my left ear? Oh, no, that's not what he says. Uh, back in the early <laughs> days of Big Finish, I replied to a request on an internet news group, Wreck Arts Doctor Who. Anyone remember that? No, no, please, no. From a writer who was about to write for Big Finish and, as there, there wasn't a lot of output available, wanted to listen to the stories from audiovisuals to get an idea of the style and format. I sent him my cassettes, for which he was very grateful. I have it in my head that it was Rob Shearman, but it was long ago and the memory cheats. I would dearly love to know who it was, as it would be nice to know that I made some small contribution to the greatness of Big Finish. Is there any way you can find out from your writers from the early days, Rob included, whether any of them remember this? Even if you don't read this email out, it would be great to get an answer. Thank you, Chris Avery, sent from my Windows 95 PC over a dial-up modem. Oh, right, well, super. I contacted my dear friend Rob Shearman about this, and his reply is this. He says, ha, to be honest, I can't remember for sure, but it sounds probable. But obviously, I would want Chris to feel I'm a little more grateful than that. Um, could you tell him that back in 1999, knowing nobody in fandom and feeling a bit overawed by my commission, that he did me an enormous kindness by helping me, that it not only gave me the confidence to write my first audio, but also made me realise what a generous and supportive place fandom could be. Ah, then Aww. Rob asked me uh, how the, my celebrity pointless appearance with India Fisher <laughs> went. But naturally, I'm sworn to secrecy on the result. <clears throat> there you go. You, you must, you must find out when when it goes on. You must find out so we can, we can let tell people when it's going to be on. Well, they tell uh, me they're going to inform me when it's going to be broadcast. So marvelous. There, there we go. go. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah. So finally, then uh, this one here from Peter Muller. Hey there, Nick, and hello, Bengi, with the sort of emoji, with the tongue sticking the tongue yeah. out and winking face. I'm used to it, mate. Used to it. <laughs> It's a dog's life for me. I'm used to it. <coughs> woof, woof. Uh, so I hope you're both doing well, smiley face. Well, I'm doing all right. How are you doing, Nick? I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. A bit tired, you know. Yeah, yeah, me too, me Working too. Hard. Drinking Earl Grey tea, which, oh, yeah. which I normally like, but when you don't have, when you, when it's, a, if it's on, if you want it and it's on, like, you you know, you think I'm going to have an Earl Grey, yeah. fine. If you've run out of tea bags and you have to have an Earl Grey, it's just filth. Well, I, um, I I would very outrageously say that it's filth anyway. It's when I was I was first given Earl Grey tea when I was a kid visiting some uh, wealthy friends, and I and I'd never had Earl Grey, and they said, "Do you want some tea?" And I said, "Oh yes, please." And they and I I went home and I said to my mum, "They've put perfume in the tea." <laughs> she said, "It's Earl Grey." I said, "No, it was tea." <laughs> That's genuinely what was said. That's how ignorant of things I was. Earl Grey was for posh people. We were not it does taste like somebody spilt perfume in it let's yes, be honest here but anyway that's just this is a tangent for a for a tangerine uh, so anyway continuing with the email here but as this way leads to death i hope you can both give me an insight to my question mm. as i mentioned earlier on twitter before i'm pretty disappointed that netflix won't continue dirk gently and even though i knew that there was no new material coming up to fulfill our needs uh, i think that you guys big finish uh, would be doing an amazing job in continuing it if you consider the fact that you got mr samuel barnett to lend his voice for cicero but yeah so uh, but as to my original intention for writing to you i cannot praise you enough for what you did on robophobia oh uh, 
every time I listen to it, I'm nearly crying when the story reaches its oh. climax. So thank you for always entertaining us. Well, that's nice. Thank that's you. Lovely. Yeah, I did put my heart and soul into Robophobia. And then, as you may have heard from the uh, podcast interview last week, Nicola Walker was extremely complimentary about the script, not knowing that I'd written it. And I said, oh, yeah, thanks. I wrote it in a rather bumptious <laughs> way. Um, but, oh, thank you for that. Um, also, the whole... You get Livchenko out of it. Yeah, that's exactly. Exactly. Um, the, the business about Dirk Gently, you know, the rights, the rights, the rights, and the... God, we'd love to do it, but we had an inkling of the sort of vast echo chamber of madness that negotiations might um, descend into. So, I mean, if someone wants us to do it, we'll do the deal. But listen, we haven't got the time to run around the garden 50 times. And, it, and uh, it, that way leads to madness not and possibly death as well. <laughs> Good band, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, yeah. <laughs> I was wearing some baggy trousers at the time. Hey, hey, hey. you're an embarrassment. Um, what's it say? PPS Ooh, or PS? Oh, we've got a PS here to the funk master himself. Yeah. Must be unique. You're a funky guy. Um, did Ziggy and the crew ever consider to do a song for all the festivities like you did for your Christmas song? Mm. Interesting one. Um, I've, I've, I've seemed to have a record. I think I've, I've ended up doing three christmas songs now but um we're, we're writing an album where we've recorded a, a demo album the album should be going to to be recorded this summer oh. hopefully fingers crossed okay. so it's all all recorded uh on original 1970s tech lots of tapes and big old compressor boxes and even vintage microphones can you so give me the title fun. of one of the tracks on it just to tantalize us yeah we've got the starlight generation nice we, we were trying to think what's the, what's the most tacky glam rock sort of thing you know, that somebody would have said, you know, they're there going, you know, like, I, I like to think that, you know, our fans uh, all over the world, uh, you know, we're, we're a different generation, you know, we're, we're, we're not Generation X, you know, we're the starlight generation and, and through lo free love and just, you know, happiness, we can solve everything, you know. Well, let me tell you, love costs. Um. <laughs> love lives on. Thank you. Um, would you like to finish that email? Yes, uh, sending this through a personally modified Cybermat. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> dig it, dig it, man, dig it. I think that's it for the emails. Certainly is, yeah. And what a riotous bunch of emails they were. Rowdy bunch. So, you know, have a fizzy pop, guys. Go and have a party somewhere. Maybe a warehouse party or something. I don't know. <laughs> have a Kit Kat. <laughs> And just a reminder that our 15-minute drama tease is The Shadow of London by the wonderful Justin Richards, a brand-new Fourth Doctor story starring Tom Baker as the Doctor and Louise Jameson as Leela. Oh. But now oh, it's, yes. it's, it's the dream team, isn't it? But now it's time for us to return to the exciting world of the Big Finish Originals. Seven brand new dramas coming to you from Big Finish over the next year or so. The first two are out. Cicero has just been released. We gave you a clip of that earlier. But before that, Atta Girl took off. And here's its star turn. Brilliant actress Alicia Ambrose Bailey. So, Alicia, welcome to the Big Finish podcast. Hello. 
<laughs> so, you know, the reason I'm talking to you is because of Attergirl, yeah. really. Uh, and you're the leader, you play Amelia in yes. Attergirl, don't you? Yes. So how did that come about? Something to do with Louise Jameson, I believe. Yes, so I met Louise. Um, we did a um, middle ground theatre company tour of The Murderers Announced, and she was playing Miss Marple. Um, and actually, I think it was the first week we met. Um, we got into talking about writing and things, and uh, or radio drama, and I can't remember, and I said I'd worked with Jane Slavin. And she said, oh, yeah, I know Jane. I do Doctor Who. Or Jane does Doctor Who, and I do Doctor Who, and we're both companions. And then it came up in conversation that she was writing uh, or producing directing something for Big Finish um, and she just mentioned it casually and it about about it being um, uh, women flying planes in World War 2 and I thought god that sounds awesome um, and then and then we'd moved on to something else and I didn't hear anything about it and this was right at the beginning of the tour and then sort of with about three weeks or something to go of the tour she said well by the way remember that thing that I'm doing I think there might be a part in it for you but don't don't get too excited or say anything because I have to, you know, I have to run it by the producer. And again, I thought, oh, yeah, here we go. That's one of those things which, you know, will never happen. Um, and then I was at my friend's a, co- a couple of weeks later and she was like, um, she sent me a WhatsApp message saying, this is the part. Could you possibly send me a voice clip of you being an older lady, sort of pictured around 80? And I thought, oh, blimming heck, okay. So I, f- I actually found a, just by chance on my friend's bookshelf, a book about... Um, air raids in World War II um, and there was a little it was like an extract from somebody's diary and so I read that in an old lady's voice <laughs> whacked it over to Louise and um, the next day she's, she came back and said well, yeah the part's yours if you want it and again I didn't realise that it was you know four episodes I thought it was going to be a small part in in whatever she said oh no you're, you're the anchor of the thing uh, it's kind of through your character we access all these memories um, and it was such a treat of a part Again, what a surprise. Um, so I was incredibly lucky. Um, and it was just a chance meeting with Louise, who is um, so excellent at giving people opportunities. She actually she actually cast um, three other people from that show in Attagirl, um, which is really great. That's quite a vote of confidence, isn't it, to give you the leading role? Yeah, but I'm glad... Do you know what? I'm glad I didn't know it was. Yeah. And it wasn't really. I, it was completely an ensemble piece. The only reason it was she's not even the leading role she's just she just so happens to be the character whose whose memories we go back into you know back in time with um but well listening to it it feels like it's your story okay your i mean i'll, story. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, take it yeah, yeah. and that's <laughs> but, quite a responsibility and it's an yeah. interesting thing um to to give the audience uh a level of confidence in the fact that it's about you and I felt that listening to it I was really impressed well that's good um, and I'm supp- so I su- well done well thanks <laughs> um, well I'm suppose I suppose I'm glad I didn't know um, maybe I mean maybe if I had known I wouldn't have been any different but because I didn't know I was completely relaxed and it wasn't till I um, actually went away just after we finished tour I went away with my boyfriend and I was reading all the scripts while we were away and I was like god this is I actually it actually made me cry um, you know, while I was reading it, and I didn't, I was like, God, I've got quite a lot of lines in this, you know. And then it suddenly dawned on me. I was like, I'm in every episode. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> um, so it slowly dawned on me that I, you know, was a sort of bigger part than I than I'd anticipated. Um, uh-huh. So yes, enormous vote of confidence. Thank you, Louise, if you're listening. That's very nice of you too. Well, hopefully, we'll do, I don't know, but hopefully we'll do another series. We can't tell yet. Don't kill me off. <laughs> 
<laughs> God, that's bleak. Yeah. Um, Listen, there are set questions for the podcast. That okay. was just by way of introduction. Um, oh, the God, first question waffler, is really sorry. no, no, but that's what I wanted. I want stuff about Attica. I want, want. I want you, want you to mention. The beans. Yeah, I want all that um, with extra beans. Um, uh, this, the first question is completely stupid. Okay. Which is when did you first meet me? Um, ooh, ten days ago, Nicholas. <laughs> Thank you. The, when did I first meet you? Yeah, it was just in the green room, just over there. Good. The, yes, and I didn't make the connection. I didn't. Um, actually, um, Dot, who was also on tour with Louise and I, said, "Oh, I know Nicholas Briggs. I did a job with him ages ago, but I think I was, I, I think I was a bit rubbish, so he never cast me ever again." Which Dot was this? Uh, Dot Smith. She wasn't rubbish That's at all. That's what I said. I said, I bet you weren't rubbish. She said, oh, she said, oh, no, I bet. I bet he'll think... I, he probably said I was rubbish too, and that's fine, because I was rubbish. And I was like, I bet you weren't. You're brilliant. No, she's just really hard on herself. Oh, well, I'll have, to, I'll have to send her the link to this interview then. And be like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> she, uh, no, no, don't. That's a good point. I must give to... Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I work with her in theatre. Yeah, yeah, she's point. absolutely brilliant. Yeah, but, um, but uh, yes, yeah, so, because she said, oh, who's directing? I saw her the other week. And she said, who's directing? I said, Nicholas Briggs. And she goes, oh, I know Nicholas Briggs. Oh, so, well, yeah. if you see her again, do give her my yes. love. So I met you via Dot's anecdote of being rubbish, okay. allegedly. Not at all. Um, she was in an eight ball I directed once, I remember. And she had a line where she said, here comes a lovely cup of coffee. She's <laughs> so she funny. used to really make me laugh. Yeah. Um, the next question is, what's tingling your molecules about Big Finish at the moment? What is tingling my molecules? What does that mean? <laughs> um, what, what's getting me excited? Oh, do you know what? I love the way this banging noise that keeps happening is you hitting your head against yeah, the wall. Yeah, it's me killing my brain cells trying to think of them. Um, Just trying to think of good that, answers. Just people and, could hear it. Yeah. <laughs> um... What's tingling my molecules? Um, well, I really want to hear this, but apparently it's not going to be out for quite some time. I'll be in well, a This is the Doctor Who you've just done. Yeah. Yes, the, the Doctor Who that I've just done. Um, all of it. The the big the big finish originals. I'm interested to hear more of that. Um, and actually, now I've done some Doctor Who as well. I'll probably be listening to a few more of those. Um, Okay. Yeah. No, yeah, but the originals really. Um and John Dorney was telling me about um some of the uh writers that have been commissioned to write is this right like Doctor Who's with women from history? Is that oh, like yes, a yes. commissioning brief? Mm. Which sounds brilliant. Um so my brain started going a million miles now thinking, Oh you could you could do so many good ones. Um so yeah, that is tingling my molecules. Um Sorry, there was a lot of thinking noises in there. That's good. Oh, yeah. It's it's uh, it's like you're a real human being. It is almost to a yeah. question. Yeah. yeah, it's um, I'm I'm just I keep saying to people that the the question what's tingling your molecules? It's always I just let it stand because people some people just go oh yeah and answer it straight away and other people sort of dissect what on earth I mean by yeah, it. So it's very mean. interesting. You're kind of half and half. You yeah. sort of queried it but just forged on. What's also tingling your molecules generally? In entertainment, for in you, entertainment that you like watching a snapshot um, of what you're enjoying at the moment. Definitely female stories. Um, I was just saying in the green room. Actually, I watched a brilliant film last night. It's been out for some time. Um, called uh, Hidden Figures, which is about uh, three African American women who were uh, computers, computer programmers, um, and, and an engineer um, in NASA in the sixties. Uh, and they were the first, some of the first women, but certainly the first African-American women um, to be recognised for their achievements. Um, and uh, it's an absolutely brilliant film. 
Um, I loved also, uh, recently I saw The Shape of Water, which I think is a... Oh, I haven't seen that. Oh, it's, it's brilliant. And it's extremely, well, I feel extremely feminist um, and exciting. Um, obviously, Atta Girls, all kind of pretty much all film it, female cast, female writers, female director, female producer. Um, anything anything where you see women kind of kicking ass for once, um, you know, doing sort of historically male roles and getting respect for it, um, telling stories that don't get told enough. So any of that that's happening now, it's like, yes, thank you. Ugh. It's so nice to hear it and see it. And, and it, it kind of fills gives you heart swell really as a woman to kind of to see that on tv finally it's good (laughs) do you have any guilty entertainment secrets something that you like but feel you shouldn't god this Uh, is your last question so uh, you can just relax (laughs) um i might have accidentally got into love island last year uh i'm not i'm not proud of it but there is um an underground web of very intellectual Mm. (laughs) artistic friends (laughs) that i have and we all trade conversational tidbits on the whatsapp black market about love island um uh yes Oh, God, there are loads. There are loads of things. It's all coming out now. Yeah, but the thing is, what I try to do is balance it out. So last year, quite genuinely, I was watching an episode of Love Island, and then I was also reading Jane Eyre and watching The Handmaid's Tale. And I was like, well, these these cancel cancel out Love Island? I don't know. I feel like I'm keeping my finger on the popular culture pulse. That's Um, like eating some fruit after having a massive slice of cake. Yeah, or going for a run after having a beer or something. I don't know. It doesn't make sense, but... Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. The latter probably does. Yeah. Well, I'm just getting drunk quicker, maybe. I don't <laughs> know. Is that what it is? I don't know. I might try it later. Yeah. Thank you very much. No problem. brilliant actor also fantastically fun company as you've probably heard there and uh, really exciting to work with actually i just worked with on a, a tom baker one that won't be out for years yet not years um expect to hear a lot more of her from big finish unless she suddenly gets a huge movie and disappears in the coming months and years time now to buck up our ideas with the randomoid selectatron Yes, this is the point where we randomly select a release from the Big Finish archive. And thanks to the online marvel that BF listener Hannah Newman's website, the Randomoid Selectatron. That's right, all exciting. So, without further ado, doodly do, doodly do, cue that epic music. Okay. 507, Perry and the Piscum Paradox. Oh, yeah. Okay, here's. Which feels, which feels newer than, than it actually oh, no, is. It's, it's 2011, oh, yeah, but no. it feels quite. You know, like a good two years Here, ago. as not. I was trying to say, is the trailer Sorry. coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Doctor Who, The Companion Chronicles, Perry and the Piscon Paradox. Hi, I'm Perry. Hi, I'm Dr. Purple Gilliam Brown. I'm a first-year botany student at Cal State. I'm 40-several years old. I travel with my friend, the doctor, and I'm currently resting between my third and fourth marriage and my 91st and 92nd diet. But here's the twist. We left the TARDIS. The doctor was holding a small black device like a TV remote. 
pointing at Santa Monica Bay, and the device chirped. Alien technology. That must be him. Come on, Perry. The game's afoot. Something walked over my grave. I turned and saw a woman looking at me from across the street. But I'm sure my mind is playing tricks. The girl I see looks far too young to be me. My God! What was I wearing? I can't help myself. I just have to meet her. I am Major Zorn of the Piscon Law Enforcement Squad. Where is Sal? I rushed around the back of the deli counter and ran out. I ran, wobbling in my unsuitable shoes. My God, I thought. I'm being hunted down by fish. How heroic. How stupid. Something happened here, Perry. Something that gave you two futures. Subscribers get more at bigfinish.com. There you have it. Oh, Nev Fountain. Uh, and the Piscot. I'm typing it in so that I can find it. There we are, Perry and the Piscot Paradox. Nev Fountain, who is actually Nicola Bryant's partner, wrote this. Uh, directed by John Ainsworth. And he and Nicola get on extremely well. It features Colin Baker as well. Uh, just a brilliant uh, companion chronicle, this. Uh, loved by many. I wonder whether it was going to be Pescatons in it, but it's Piscons. Take Piscons. They're, take, Piscons. they're taking the Piscon. Um, it's quite a popular one, this one. Very from, popular. From recalling times manning the, the, the big Finnish stalls at conventions oh, and really? things. Uh, yeah, this one has been quite a regular regular one at the uh, checkout so definitely one to check out yeah and Nicola's always very popular and really a delightful actor and always great company always a great laugh you know plenty to chat about with her we are um I thought I think we're either the same age or very similar ages although ladies have a tendency to get younger as they get older but anyway brilliant highly recommended nicola bryant perry piscon paradox what what more could you want and so as the podcast slowly pulls in at the end of the line to be stored away in the train shed of delight patiently waiting to be shunted out into action next week Oh, I like that one. <laughs> it's time for us to put together the trailer for this very podcast. Available now from Big Finish Productions and released on the 6th of May 2018. A very memorable space year. A Big Finish podcast starring me, Nick Briggs, and... Me, Benji C. That's right, Benji Clifford. We deliver all the goods this week with our regular features as well as all new releases. Yes, uh, that Cicero, our second Big Finish original, is released, and we give you an exclusive clip of that. We talk at a girl as well, and we have a special interview with Alicia Ambrose Bailey. Uh, How exciting yeah. is that? Our drama tease is The Shadow of London, starring Tom Baker and Louise Jameson, and written by the wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Justin Richards, who we love dearly. So how about that? That was a, a short trailer. A short trailer, straight to the point, though, Nick. Yeah. Like us, you know. Some some days we like to. Oh, we're definitely straight to the and... point, aren't we? <laughs> we are. Yeah. No meandering from us. No, no. No, no, no. We're about as we're about as straight as a bendy ruler. That's right. So, good podcast, I'd say, and uh, yeah, give it a listen. I would, and I'm in it. 
Time now for the first 15 minutes of The Shadow of London by Justin Richards, starring Tom Baker as the Doctor and Louise Jameson as Leela. Enjoy! to you, Gav. And to you, my good man. Have a nice day. Oh, good, good, good. It is not good. What is not good? You make me wear strange clothes again and you give me no reason for it. Ah, well, well, the reason is that it's the late 1940s, or at least I think it is. And I could be right. The calibrator needs recalibrating, so I can't be exactly sure. But around then, anyway. And what is this 1940s late for? Oh, 1930s, perhaps? I don't know. And what about K-9? Ah, oh, he'd be completely out of place. Anyway, he's having such fun in the library. It'd be a shame to disturb him. What is he doing in the library? Reading, perhaps? I don't know. Perhaps he's found an especially challenging crossword. Let's take a quick look at the scanner, shall we? Just to be sure. Don't want to be wearing the wrong clothes for the time period, do we? Again? Hmm? There are buildings. Ah, street. London, I'd say. Look out for a pearly queen. You remember London? If this geographical aggregator was working properly, we'd know for sure. Does nothing work properly in this TARDIS of yours? Oh, most things. And me, of course. Are you sure about that? The Hope and Anchor. The what? Yes. Yes, I know that pub on the corner. Definitely London. Fairly central, too, if I remember rightly. You coming? To this Hope and Anchor? Well, it's a good place to start. And since you've gone to all the trouble of dressing up... Yes, they can be rather prudish in the 1940s. What does that mean? It means it's a good thing you changed. It also means that for once the TARDIS should fit right in. Oh, this is the same London where we met Mr. Jago and Professor Lightfoot. That's right. Though that was over 50 years ago. But that London was busy and full of life. Doctor, where are all the people? It does seem a little quiet, doesn't it? Rather cold and windy, too, even for winter. It's a good job you put some clothes on, my girl. You'd soon end up as an icicle otherwise. An icicle? No traffic, either. How very odd. Come on, let's have a bit of a peep about. I do not wish to see yet another strange city. This isn't strange. Not strange like that last time, anyway. This is London. Though it is worryingly quiet. Still, never mind. Perhaps it's Sunday. What is... Sunday. First day of the week. Last day of the weekend. How can it be both the first day and the last day? (laughs) Oh, the end of something is always the beginning of something else, don't you think? But the important thing is that Sunday is a day of rest before the rat race begins again on the Monday. They race rats? Like the one in the sewers? Yeah, well, not exactly. (laughs) And not that large.
Hello. Haven't seen those two before. Two new personnel picked up by Camera 3. I assume they're part of the new intake. One male, one female. Female seems wary, looking round all the time. Male is dressed rather idiosyncratically in long coat, hat, and scarf. And then more scarf. He's walking about like he owns the place. That's another thing. What is? What? The other thing. Oh, nothing. Nothing. I've just seen someone, that's all. Come along. Be rude not to say good morning. I say, hello there. Oh, hello. Topping weather, what? What? Oh, absolutely, though. Rather inclement for the time of the year, wouldn't you say? What? I don't know. Do you think so? Oh, one certainly does. Don't we, Leela? We do? Hmm. Still, the sun has got his hat on and all that. Any old hell must be cutting along, what? Tintin? Yes, well, bye then. How extraordinary. What is extraordinary? What that was. And not a little worrying. Ah, here comes someone else. Let's see if... He's any less of a caricature, shall we? What do you mean by caricature? Shh, 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 never mind. I say good morning. Oh, and to you, sir. And your good lady. Who is he calling a good lady? Shh, it's a compliment. Just smile. I say, are you new here? Yes. No, uh, th that is, we've been away. Really? For how long? Fifty years. I beg your pardon? Yes, it does seem rather like it sometimes. How time flies. Yes, well, speaking of which... You must be cutting along. Uh, yes, indeed. Have a nice day. Oh, we will. We will. Thank you. The people seem friendly. Yes, yes, they do, by Jove. Londoners are a friendly lot, generally, but... But you sense something is wrong? Have a nice day. Topping weather. As if we've stepped into something by P.G. Woodhouse translated into American. I do not understand these things, Doctor. No, nor do I. And yet... There's something very not right here, Leela. Something very not right indeed. It's so quiet. We've been here a while, and not a peep out of Big Ben. Who? No, not a who. A what? Big Ben is a clock, or rather, it's a bell inside a clock. It strikes every quarter of an hour. We should have heard it by now. Oh, perhaps the clock has stopped. Well, anything's possible. Oh, look. There's a little park over there. A park? Hmm. Somewhere to sit down and take stock. I'm sure there'll be a wooden bench and quite possibly some pigeons to feed. Pigeons are birds, yes? Yes. I haven't seen a single pigeon since we arrived, which is something else to think about on the bench. Come on. There you are, you see. A bench. Didn't I say there'd be a bench? You did. I did. Thank heavens for something that seems normal anyway. You did not say there would be someone sitting on it. Well, I can't be expected to know everything. Good morning. Oh, morning. Here, let me uh, budge up and you two can sit together. You're very kind. Thank you. My friend Leela and I were just remarking on how cold it is here. Yes, yes. Not much we can do about that, I'm afraid. You'll just have to pretend it's a bit warmer. Pretend? To be authentic. I'm Hemmings, by the way. How do you do? Oh, very well, thank you. So I'm Miss Leela and... Just Leela. And this is the Doctor. Just the Doctor? I find it works well enough. I'm sure it does, Doctor. And the people? The people? Yes. 
we were remarking on the people, or rather the lack of them. The whole place seems very quiet. Where is everyone? Unless, as I was saying to Leela, it could be Sunday. Sunday? Yes, Sunday. Everything stops on a Sunday. Hmm. It's Tuesday, actually. Tuesday? Ah, ah. You've just arrived, I take it. We have. Isn't that obvious? Well, we don't get many strangers here, for obvious reasons, so I, I didn't hear a... What reasons? Uh, no strangers. No strangers, really? Now, that is interesting. Well, boring, certainly. Good Lord, is that the time? You must forgive me. Things to do, you understand. I, I certainly I certainly do. Well, it's been nice meeting you. Mm, and you. Oh, and I'd head back that way, if I were you, towards the pub. Why is that? Well, you're almost at the edge, that's all. There's just one more street. I'll see you later, I expect. The edge of what? What did he mean? I don't know. Intriguing, isn't it? London almost deserted, and a few people left don't seem at all bothered. Unless... Unless what, Doctor? Well, I suppose they are people. But why clear out millions of people and replace them with about half a dozen? You think they might be aliens? In disguise? Well, anything's possible. But Mr. Hemmings seemed normal enough, even if the other people we met were a bit... Come on. There's no point in speculating without facts, so let's go and find some facts. Should we do as he says and go back to the pub? Uh, tempting, but no. I want to find out what's happened here. Let's go that way. The way he said not to go? Yes. Let's go right to the edge. Oh, it is so quiet. Yes. I think there's something very wrong here, Lena. What's happened to London? So cold and empty. We've not had a drop of rain, and it's not even Sunday. Just the sound of the breeze. Yes. And the screams, of course. The sound of death. The sound of trouble, that's for sure. Coming from back towards the pub. The edge will have to wait. Come on. Hostile sighted again on Grantham Street. I think there's been another killing. God, I wish I wasn't stuck here on my own. The two newcomers are heading towards the scene. They were talking to Hemmings just now, so I assume they're legitimate. I should pick them up on camera six in a moment. Which way do you think? Uh, this way, Doctor. Are you sure? I am sure. What's that? It is coming from that dwelling. Come on, then. That was the back door. We may be too late. At least it's not locked. Be careful, Doctor. The killer may be nearby. I should go first. Good idea. I'll follow. I thought I told you to leave that knife in the TARDIS. If the killer is here, it is lucky I did not. That was the back door we heard. I expect he's long gone, but we better check. You look in there. I'll try upstairs. Doctor, in here! What is it, Leela? What have you found? Ah, I see. The body is still hot. He has not been dead very long. Poor chap. Still, it might explain our other mystery. What other mystery? There are so few people about. If there's a vicious killer on the loose, then perhaps the area has been evacuated. But there were some people, like the weatherman and Hemmings. Yes. Now, why would they have stayed behind if everyone else left? Someone is coming. Perhaps you'd better put that knife away. I think not. Ah, Mr. Hemmings. 
What's happened? How nice to see you again. And you, Doctor, is he... Yes, he is dead. Did you see what happened? He was dead when we arrived. And the place was like this? Everything smashed and broken and strewn about the place? Yes. You know, I'm puzzled. I'm hardly surprised. A man is dead. Strangled. Murdered. As you say. And yet, you don't question that. How do you mean? Well, in my experience, which is extensive, being found with a dead body usually invites accusations. Yet here we are, Leela the Huntress brandishing her knife, and you don't seem to suspect our involvement. As you say, he was strangled, not stabbed. Ah, good point. But I can't help wondering if you know more than you're saying. More than... I just got here. How could I know anything? Well, not just about this murder, about everything. Do you know him? What? Uh, um, yes. Yes, he's James Arbuthnot. This was the house allotted to him. Allotted? You'd better find Fanshawe. Who is Fanshawe? Uh, sorry, I forgot. You're new, aren't you? A PC Fanshawe. Ah, a policeman. That's right. Yes, he should be out on his beat by now. Not that it'll be much help to this poor fellow. Are there not rites of death we should perform? Well, probably, but let's leave him for now. Let's find this PC Fanshawe and see what he has to say. I've lost sight of the hostile. I could be anywhere. The two newcomers are with Hemmings again. And there's Fanshawe. Looks like he's heard something and is heading that way. So where do we find PC Fanshawe? I'm surprised he hasn't found us. I'd have thought he'd have heard the screams just as I did. There is no one. There's no sign of Sykes either. Who? Sykes, he's got the next house. Are you acquainted with everyone who lives on this street? Of course. Then perhaps you know why there are so few people around. I'd have thought that was obvious. Not to us. We should check on this Sykes. Indeed, we should. Yes, good notion. Sykes? Sykes, are you all right? No one at home. We should break down the door. No, no need for that. Oh, that's handy. Parsky opens all the houses that are in use. In use? Let us enter cautiously. Yes. Right. Be careful, Leela. You think the killer is inside? I mean, be careful of Mr. Hemmings. He knows more than he says. He certainly does. He certainly does. It is the same. Everything wrecked. Sykes! Sykes, are you there? Over here, Mr. Hemmings. Oh, not Sykes, too. He has been strangled, like the other man. Which explains why we heard two screams. Well, there's nothing more we can do in here. Mr. Hemmings? Mr. Hemmings? You there? That's Fanshawe. Come on. Fanshawe and Hemmings are both at the scene now together with the two unknowns. Fanshawe is with Mrs. Green. No sign of the hostile, but I'll keep looking. It can't have got far. Fanshawe? Fanshawe, where are you? Over here, sir. You've been listening to a big finish production. Perhaps it was a sort of just, you know, sort of podcast. Yeah. Sort of just, you know, one of those uh, productions, really, you know. Yeah, sort of, you know.